0: Lads, uh, no beating around the bush here. We're going to get straight into it. Uh, Leafs lose game seven. I think it's 0-10 in their last 10 chances to close out eliminations. The streak of 0-4 being the last time they won a series continues. Uh, Listen, today's going to be a lot of time dictated to the Leafs. Um, We're going to get to all the other series and maybe previewing the second round as well. Trust me, the Minnesota Wild are going to get their thrashing later. But um, first and foremost, I texted Alex last night and I told him, today... We are covering every base with the Leafs, Um, probably looking back at the season, I'm sure, looking at this series, and what's next for them. Um, So first and foremost, Alex, how do you feel?
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. I'll put it like that. I think that's how I, the first thing I said to you when, uh, when you came into the, when you came into the zoom call, I was mad. No, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I don't know what to be mad about is the issue. They lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I was literally speechless last night. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, usually in years past it's, you know, it's just angry swearing for an hour and say, yeah. like, come on. And then Mike will call me. Or oh, that's what happens in the past. He's not least fan anymore, but um, in the past he'd call me and then we would talk. And but like I wasn't even interested in talking. Um, I was downtown last night with some friends, like not specifically to watch the game. And I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta have a good time now. Like yeah, I just uh, there was no, I didn't want to talk about it. It's just there was n- not that there was nothing to talk about. It was just that like, what am I gonna say? What who am I gonna yell at? It's not like I didn't – I honestly didn't think anyone – there was anyone I could really yell, yell at about the last seven games.
0: I think that's very fair. Um, I appreciate that you're not yelling at the refs because I think that's been a bit of an easy cop-out this, this series. I,
1: I mean, two things can be true. That doesn't yeah. mean I'm not angry at the refs. Um, okay, fair enough. But two things can be true. It's just I'm not – I don't have the energy – or the, like i just i don't know i don't know if i keep talking i'm going to ramble on you go
0: uh no daniel you you go ahead how do you how do you feel cuz you are also partly a leafs fan
2: yeah i i was i don't know i just you know you feel nothing yeah no yes. yeah that's fair. yes yeah. i i felt that i i really kind of was i guess two things first thing i was in the waiting of okay where's that game 5 game 6 kind of you know, re energized mode, I was going to see the Leafs maybe bring out, but the game to me just kind of felt like it was the same thing every period. They did keep it close. I think they kept Tampa where they needed to, and they had the chances, but it just, I think I just wanted like that onslaught or that bombardment of just offensive chances they were able to do in the other games. And for this one, I just kind of felt that I was watching it and the time for some reason just felt like it was just going and going and there wasn't really that, Oh my gosh, moment that they almost tied it or that, Oh my gosh, moment that that was a great, great play. It was like, they were good plays, but there weren't that one or two plays that I thought would define their comeback.
0: There was that little scare towards the end of the third of Vasilevsky, the man, the man nearly pulled the Marc-Andre Fleury vintage, but um sorry. I had to, I had to, um, <laughs> You know, I, I, watching it, it was it was different than other Game 7s the Leafs have had. You look at the pair against Boston, in, and I mean the Matthews era, sort of ones there were blown leads. There was the sort of no-show in um, the other one, I want to say, that was the one where Jake DeBrusque had the goal where Gardner took the body instead of the play. Um, then there was the Columbus series in that Game 5, and then obviously we've spoken a lot about that Game 7 versus – Uh, Montreal last year, but this one was the Leafs were in it. They were, I would argue the better team in the series. I think the biggest difference was in game six and seven. I think Andre Vasilevsky showed up as opposed to what he was in games one to five, I think was probably the defining factor of the series. Um, I I, like I I mentioned the fishing because a lot was mentioned last night on that Justin Hall, some call it a pick.
2: And you said it's um,
0: it was, listen, I'll, I'll say this. I thought that was an extremely tough call to make in a game seven. Not as in for the well, refs. Oh, I got it. I thought it was a very, um, I, I wouldn't personally have made that call in a game seven.
1: But, well, what I have an issue with is the time between that and then the ensue, what happened afterwards. The time between the pick and the goal. Mm hmm.
0: It was very yeah, it wasn't until after the goal where they're like, okay, hold on a second. Um it wasn't just the reps, because like I did want to mention one thing. The Leafs did go 0 for 3 on the power play in that game. So they had their ch- it was in game six, I think they only had one power play, and that was a little rough. The reps were not perfect, but they weren't the only they were not the reason. It, again, it was I'm just I'm going to mention the reason I mentioned that power play is I go back to it was Andre Vasilevsky. Because right. Braden Point played five minutes in that game. Um, I think Nikita Kucherov's probably hurt or he's not a hundred percent because he's been ineffective. Um, I don't want to say he's been lazy because it, it, it playoff Kucherov is normally a different beast. Um, and we'll get to uh, some of the more Tampa stuff later on, but go ahead. Yeah. No, it's, no. It's your, this is all
1: yours. No, what I was going to say is like, we're all recognizing that. I think I texted you last night we're all recognizing the team that the Leafs played, right? Like yes. just, Like when we're talking about like the future, or and I, I think we'll get to that today, when, when we're talking about the future of the team and the future of the core and the future of the coaching staff, I'm well aware of the last six years. You don't mm-hmm. have to remind me. Don't mm-hmm. Don't act as if the people saying what I'm about to say are stupid. We're well aware of the last six years. We're well aware of the last 18 years. Don't be, don't play stupid. And you know who you are. This is the, we all walked into this series saying this is the back-to-back Stanley cup champions. What I have issue with is walking into this series two weeks before the narrative started. Are the Tampa Bay lightning tired that pissed me off by the way. Knowing uh, that Toronto's... Uh, Toronto's it
0: was
1: Friedman. It was friedman America. Listen, fine, fair argument. But what I have issue with is now going into the playoffs, that narrative was still lingering around. Mm-hmm. Along with the fact that, you know, Tampa didn't look good here. And then Tampa didn't look good there. And then when Toronto didn't look good, well, it's time to blow everything up. No. Show the consistency That's what pissed me off Because it's, sorry, go ahead
0: No, I was just going to quickly say you, you know where Alex was I, I was right all along Was this entire time in the series And even off of the podcast when we had conversations Was Alex was always like Wait until elimination Vasilevsky um, Like that was, you were you it just, it just points of consistency You were very consistent about that the entire series And even going in I, I Just want to mention that.
1: Statistically, I think before last night, I, I'd have to check. This was Vasilevsky's worst series since Columbus. Probably, yeah. I, I think they showed it. I took a picture, I think they showed it on the broadcast last night. It was but also the, the what?
0: So it was it was the first time in a deciding game that he allowed a goal too in like uh, in, in stupid amount of time. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, in quite some in over a year. Um, so let's go back to, this is the back-to-back winning Stanley cup champions. I'm not defending the team. Don't get it mistaken. I'm not defending the team at all, but I'm using history and context to, to, to understand what this team should do next. Well, tell me if if sorry. One more thing. If you <laughs> watch this series and your first tweet was pathetic, just tell me you didn't watch the series. That's fine. That's fine. Just admit it.
0: Here's it is so unfortunate for the sort of the context of all of this. Right? Is at the end we talked a lot about this all year. Where it was we talked about how good the Leafs were playing, how poor they would be playing, and our whole thing was. It doesn't matter until the playoffs and how they needed the result. Now, the problem sort of comes as we get to the result, but their most competitive loss in all these series was against the super juggernaut team. And I'm not excusing it either. At the end of the day, a loss is a loss. Like that's the thing. It it doesn't matter, but it's so, I think it could be difficult for people. And you know me, I was a guy saying this entire year, if you lose, there has to be changes. The facts have changed, and so is my opinion on that. It is – I think we'll get to each individual people in a second and certain personnel, but I think it's fair to say, at least management and coaching-wise, they showed enough in this series. Like Sheldon Key, for example – well, you know, let's start with him. You could tell the way he was getting them to play. He, right now at least, is still the coach of this team, and he still has those guys playing at a sensational level. you would be stupid to get rid of them. Stupid
1: and what do you do what if you do fire him hypothetically what are you what i think we have to understand or what people have to understand when you're calling for the firing of a coach or general manager the most important question to ask is what are you going to do after because if you're firing someone to fire someone that never works mm. ever look at the coaches that got fired this year Dom Ducharme, why did he get fired? Because he sucked. Why did uh, Dave <laughs> Tippett? Why did Dave Tippett get fired? Because he lost the room. Did like? Why did um, Travis Green get fired? Because he lost the room. What are any of these things happening in Toronto?
2: No, I don't think so. No, no. okay.
1: No. And and like so what are we going to replace? Who do you want to bring in? Let's like, people need to start, <clears throat> sorry, having that discussion instead of heat instead of just blindly closing their eyes and saying, we should fire them. We should fire them. Okay. And then what? Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and I'm first, I guess people would say ah, Barry Troth, but no, 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 that's, I don't think he's the quite the right. I know I mentioned it. I to have, I think like last episode or two episodes ago, like hypothetically, um, but looking at Dubis next, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty safe to say, I mean, they say, I think, what's the saying? It takes five seasons for a GM's vision to start to come into the place, uh, into place. You know, the first thing that Kyle Dubas had to do was clean up a little MRL's mess. Um, and once you he started You said me. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it is, it is fact. Don't look. Zaitsev. Yeah. Zaitsev, how are you? Um, then you started- Patrick Marlowe.
1: love you, man. But, but yeah, I but,
0: mean, yeah. that contract at the end wasn't great. Um and they, and they I, knew I,
1: it. And they knew it. Yeah, and set, when they signed it.
0: And I don't. This isn't so rubbing salt in your wound, Alex. But it's like Seth Jarvis looks really good in Carolina right now. Yeah. Um, uh, shut up, Boston, you bastards. Uh, anyway, um, then you look at sorry, but my point is, then you sort of look at what Dubas did this season, and also what, what hurts is like the forward group, and the defense is the deepest it's been in years. You can see the vision going forward, aka in the coming years. Knives abersazy will be coming in. Of course, um, you know what uh, the progression of Lilligren and Sandin. Uh, you know, obviously, there was, towards as the series went on, we saw less and less of Timothy Lilligren. Um, not blaming this on Justin Hall, by the way, but um, you know, you can you can see the vision that the Leafs are going with. So I think that's why you probably say that Dubis stays because he's done a good job.
1: And we'll ask the question again mm-hmm. in a different way. What would you, what, what would you change with this team?
0: I mean, <laughs>
1: maybe one thing.
2: Yeah, it's a difficult thing. I think <clears throat> a lot of the things that did happen during the season, the way he's been able to kind of maneuver uh, a he's been able to maneuver around things, get the players, I think complemented the core, the best cheaply, I might say, um, it's, it's what you would want in an offseason anyway. So I think they did what they needed to do for this team. Um, of course, I don't know who's going to come back, but they did add the pieces that I thought complemented everything the best.
0: Well, you look at even the pieces, like in the summer especially, is mm-hmm. what helps the Leafs if they're running it back completely is, again, Bunting's back the good number. I believe David Camp is on a two-year deal as yeah. well. Um, and he, I think, overachieved this series, especially with the goals he was scoring early in it. Um, obviously, the big guys are the big guys, and maybe we can have a little talk about Neilander in a second. There's, I'm not doing it for hot takery, but I, there no. is a, there's a reason I want to bring him up. I think the one thing you can criticize is the goaltending, um, right? Because and that that is not just this season; that is. An organizational critique that we know has been a big issue with the Leafs for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, man, what's going to happen with Mrazek? Maybe when we look at some of the roster stuff later, it's a lot. Of, it's a. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. Um, but it's just it. It's so. It reminds me again of when Tampa lost to Columbus, where you guys remember the award show. And uh, Kucharov was, was MVP, and you Keenan know, Thompson made those jokes about, like, ah, uh, they tied the record for most wins and least playoff losses. And the Tampa Bay Lightning were putting on sort of fake smiles there. Matthews is going to be the MVP, and it's just not going to mean anything. It is like Marner showed up. That's the word. Tavares, who I was so critical of in the, the back half of the series, showed up. That's the worst, but Morgan Riley, my captain. I'm, I'm, again, gear, I'm yes. I'm so sorry, Alex. I don't mean to I don't mean to rub salt in the mood, my friend. But it's just it's just it is <sighs> the first time in this course history we have seen what they're made of, and it just they just lost. It was just it was an honest loss for the first time. It wasn't embarrassing. It wasn't. Well, people laugh at them anyway because it is the Leafs, but it was not a series and a performance you can laugh at. I mean, Campbell was good in this series. I know his save percentage, I believe, is like it's below 900. But again, if you watch the series and all that, he was the second best goalie in the last two games of the series, arguably. And it was to maybe the best goaltender in the world. And I be. remind people who are watching the video, I'm a, I'm a Habs fan and I'm saying this. I am not a Leafs homer. I do not cheer for this team. i
1: <clears throat> so was the other guy, below 900. But again, he's really? Andre Vasilevsky and the best goalie in the world. I believe the number, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, prior to game six and seven was it was it eight eight three? I believe before five and six. Oh six wait, wait, seven. what his, his save percentage was point yeah. yeah, eight Vasilesky, three? I believe so. Yeah.
1: Oh it wasn't God, it was a great N- neither goalies were fantastic by any means um uh, yeah man, that it, it was an honest <laughs> loss and i think the or the fans downtown felt that i wasn't near mark uh the square but i saw i made eye contact with about 10 different league fans after the game last night and i think there was interaction with about two of them.
2: Did you wear your jersey?
1: I wore my jersey the rest of the night. Not uh, that was a not what jersey call? It's it. it John Tavares jersey. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, there was just deadness in everyone's eyes. Like there was like, again, like I was saying at the beginning, it's just I don't know. The, the thing is, I don't know who to be mad at. Like what? I don't. I literally don't know. What am I supposed to yell about today? So okay, the dumb penalties uh, they took in Game Six, a hundred percent. But uh, what am I supposed to yell about?
0: It's just the the one thing that people are yelling about is officiating. But uh, n- no I offense know about that. And, and are there are a lot of people tweeting about officiating that I like. With respect, guys, were they bad? Yeah, but I mean, guys, they. the officiating was not the reason the Leafs lost. It just, it was not, it was not, um, you look at it uh, and what else is next. Right. So the reason I ask about Nylander is because sorry, there's one more thing I wanted to mention, um, before it slips my mind again. So I've begun watching Steve's LFR, Steve Dangle, like a, a moment for Steve Dangle, by the way, um, like honestly, that man puts his heart on the sleeve. Um, and I have so he, much respect for him.
1: He needs a break.
0: He needs a like just go hang out with your kid for the summer, man. Honestly. Play with your dog. Um, just just take a break, my man. Take a break. Um like go vintage you, like seriously. toy shopping. I think that'd be great. Vintage, no, they're action figures, not dolls. Um yeah, I said toys, uh, I said toys. No, no, it's it's a joke from from oh, their yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. they made once. Um but so apparently, so obviously the Leafs and, and Lightning play each other four times in the regular season and in these seven games. Well, he's talking, him, Steve was talking about him and his, his friend speaking. I'm only like 10 minutes into the video, it's half an hour. So, Steve and his friend are talking about, so of those 11 games, it alternated. Leafs have, no, sorry, Leafs Lightning, Leafs Lightning, Leafs Lightning. The only time a team in that series won back to back games was Tampa in game six and seven. Think about that. It was that slim a margin. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry, Alex. Sorry. No,
1: no, no. It, it sparks. I, I wanted to bring this up actually, because uh, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. I texted them. I said, "Are you ready?" And then they called me, and I'm like, "Okay." I we had about a ten minute conversation, um, and it's it was. I think we both accepted, this was before game seven, sorry, we both accepted that this team is different.
0: Mm. And
1: and I feel weird saying that because obviously everyone says that every year, but I think going into game seven, it felt different because of the first six games. I think Mm -hmm. if you walk, if we walked into the playoffs saying this team is different, that's that's i wouldn't believe that i i don't know i wouldn't know because the first six games are when it met when i take that into consideration um i i, I honestly i honestly did think this team was different like man like i, I think that the one like we were saying before like the one area that could have been uh better was was goaltending but again like you're we're talking about going up against the best goalie in the world
0: we're only saying that because Price is probably retiring by the way
1: I said it last episode I don't don't care okay Um, like what are you putting up against that Mm -hmm. that's going to be comparable
0: the the Islanders couldn't beat it It, it, it's just it's there's a reason they're going for the three-peat man they're they're not listen
1: so can we start talking about it like that instead of just complaining that they look tired
0: listen i I will say one thing i don't want to hear a damn thing about playoff uh playoff uh formatting i don't want to i don't want to freaking hear it i don't want to hear about it from people you got to be good teams to win the cup
1: it's just they
0: they ran into literally the worst possible second worst because colorado um let's see now the championship pedigree um but they couldn't have asked for a worse opponent. But at the same time, it's necessary. Um, you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. it's, there's learning to lose, which maybe the Leafs have learned. Maybe we've been looking at this the wrong way. Maybe I'm crazy here. The Leafs first had to learn to lose. And this series was the first way for them to learn how to win. That uh-huh. may sound really dumb, but maybe that's it.
1: God, listen,
0: so. listen, they could have played great in game six. And then if Keith had, if the, if the Leafs had laid an egg in game seven, then oh. I think maybe you questioned Sheldon.
1: That, uh, that, oh, if, if they laid an egg in game seven, I, I would be calling for everyone's firing and saying, I feel this like is we a would have recorded
0: in. all we would have recorded last night. I bet. Yeah. I, I would have, playing, co-
1: yeah. I would have come home right away and said this man needs to be fired. This man needs yeah. to be fired. And, yeah. and I would have given a replacement because that's what, I, that's what I would do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking at what's next. By the way, um, really smart little thing. The Leafs do have their first round pick, um, which was a good, smart thing by Sheldon. Uh, they have Winnipeg's. Kyle. They're, yeah, sorry, why did I say Sheldon? Um, anyway, yeah, by good old Kyle and those glasses. That looks great. Um, they, why do they have Winnipeg's third? Anyway, they have Winnipeg's third and then their seventh, um, just for some context here. Um, Phil Kessel's retained salary is coming off the books, but you can kind of just say that's going into Morgan Riley's new contract. Um, We'll go through each of the current UFAs. Please do not let me forget to bring up William
1: Um, Sorry, they got that third round pick because they traded Travis Dermott.
2: Oh, yeah. To Vancouver. Oh, Wait, and that, league,
0: thats the Nate Schmidt pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. Go. Oh, okay. Yeah. A, a Trey, Trey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they got a th- and The Canucks got the Klux got a third for him and it, God, this ends them Uh, Okay. UFA Ilya Mikhaev. um, who had I think the back right. half of the year once he got healthy. I mean, every criticism we have of him, he just he, he fixed his game completely.
1: Yeah. Hey, guys, guys, we don't need to write the article of why the Leafs can't afford Ely McKayev. I'll, I'll do it in one sentence for you. Okay. He wants to be traded. There we go. End of article, guys.
2: I like him in Toronto, but yeah, I think he's gone. I think it's going to be too much of a cap hit. And honestly, like, I guess, like, long-term, maybe like all has been forgiven, but not forgotten when he yeah. requested a trade.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it was because it was, it was a play thing, right? He eventually got that top six shot. But then you just wonder, is there a team that sees this really fast, like can play in your middle six, great penalty killer, can get your shorthanded goals, and there's someone out there who's willing to overpay him? I could see that.
1: It's the NHL. There definitely will be someone willing to overpay him. Like four
2: for
1: four. I, um, I'd love to bring him back, by the way. It's just, he wanted to be traded. I just, not that he wanted to be traded. I don't want them to resign him. He wanted to be traded. I just don't think he's going to resign with the team. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Yeah. Um, RFA Andre Kasha, who there's Arbright's in there, but I mean, man, the the, Kasha did, I mean, he proved me wrong. Guy stayed healthy for most of the year. There were some stretches in there, but he came back and was such an effective depth player for them.
1: Yeah. I'd like them to, I'd like for them to bring him back. I think he, you know, when you, and we'll get to Kerfa, but who knows if he's going to be back. um, He'd be a good piece to have on that second line. Um, And, and I think that he's had glimpses there or had, had shots there during the regular season. And I think even a couple games in the playoffs. Well, obviously he ended up on the fourth line, but I, I really wouldn't mind if they brought him back in some way, shape, or form. That'd be nice.
2: I think the- for me, um, it it just maybe this is a slight bias here, but I just feel like there's unfinished unfinished business mm-hmm. here. I think that he's been able to remodel his game. He's back, some semblance towards how he was as a twenty goal scorer, and. I really feel like it's not going to be expensive to keep to bring him back. I think that maybe there's that relationship there now where he'll come back and maybe it'll be another, you know, prove himself kind of deal. I think Mm -hmm.
0: Um, you mentioned him. Let's just get to him now. Alex Kerpo is he's not the UFA this year, but he is one next year. It's three point five million dollars. There were stretches where he was playing up and down the lineup some points on the fourth line. He's a useful player, but the sort of cap hit and sometimes playing in certain places in the lineup, there's been questions about his future. And he, maybe yeah. if they're bringing back all the core guys, that cap hit maybe needs to be sacrificed, I guess.
1: Yeah, th- there's two There's two cap casualties that may occur this summer. Number one is Petra Morazic. Number two is Alex Kerfoot. Or, yeah, yeah. Alex Kerfoot. Um, i like alex kerfoot I, I mean i don't appreciate his dumb plays in game six but or yeah, last that night was, um that was bad. yeah a hundred percent but i think he's definitely um you know i think last year he got a lot of criticism but i think this year after that rough first rough stretch for the entire team um i did think he found uh, i think he he looked good, and especially towards the back end of the season where they move Nylander to the third line, and you know, you had that, <clears throat> sorry, you had that top six, uh, that second line of Mikheyev, Tavares, Kerfoot, and I, I thought, you know, despite everyone's criticism of it, while maybe the offense wasn't necessarily there, I, I didn't think it was that um, bad of a line, and when JT's going, I, I think that's a useful line.
2: Mm-hmm. I I'd like them. I think it's just the streakiness for me um it's not worth 3.5 million. I think that if you could either see this as a what Alex said a cap casualty that you'll use up that money elsewhere and still find depth pieces in free agency do it but I think if you do trade him and you're able to still somehow get another top 9 guy maybe younger, cheaper, I don't know, I would do it.
0: Hmm. Um. Hey, maybe uh, Abercasi. Keep an eye on him. Maybe he's there in, in some way. Some way. Uh. UFA. Colin Blackwell. I mean, just the guy fit. But I just wonder if some of the young guys maybe coming up sort of squeezes him out of the future plans.
1: Oh man! If they could bring him back, I'd I'd, I'd bring him back so he, fast.
0: He makes seven hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. So he probably might get a bit of a raise for sure. Um. But I, I,
2: I like Colin Bakwa. Um, um,
1: I love him on the fourth line. Yeah, he was great. Um,
2: <laughs> he kept Spets a fresh, so I think that was a – it was a double whammy for me, that one.
0: Speaking of Jason Spezza, Jason Spezza, uh, you He's like 10 points away from 1,000. I, I don't want to see him go out like this, but, I mean, the camera had a definite shot in the game on him last night. It makes you wonder.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, like, I listen, I love Jason Spezza. Um, obviously, what he brings to the team off the ice was clearly essential. Yep. Um, and I hope, you know, and they're not necessarily young anymore, they're 24, 25, and 26. But I hope those guys um, take a lot of lessons. From Jason Spezza and move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I, sh- I mean, if he he can he can come back, I'm sure he has a spot on. Maybe not a permanent spot, but maybe in a similar way they were using him uh, this year, where he wasn't playing every night. I think that he is useful to the team in that sense. But if I just I can't see him as a permanent fixture on the in the lineup.
0: Even if he's not a player next year, he'll be around in some regard. He just he, he he's that kind of player and like that role in that team. Uh, forget about the black aces of Brett Senny, who never forgot. Uh, mm. Joey Anderson, Nick Robertson is not really in this this conversation, but we'll talk about him plenty next year, I'm sure. Forget about Pontus Holmberg, Alex Steves, Dmitry, Ovchinnikov. Algin- no, Sure, um, Uh Wayne Simmons just have another year going to next year, and he has a no trade clause, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, I don't know if you move him. I guess keep him for yeah, keep him for punchy face stuff. I guess.
1: I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't, I do I don't know if he. I don't know if he
2: endeared himself to the fan base to start the series. I think you do it for the matchups, like you did with Kyle Clifford, but you don't. He's not an everyday guy. Kyle Clifford has an extension
0: after this. Two more years at just under $800,000. I mean, I guess he's going to be around.
1: Well, I mean, doesn't necessarily have to be around with the Leafs. Oh, yeah. He play with the Marlies this year. so this,
0: this is true. Um, The Bunting will be back. And the Bunting, I mean, you know, forget about where his playoff future may lie because he was obviously at, at points taken off the first time, but he'll be back. Uh, Calder finalist, Michael Bunting. Um, it was such a shame, by the way, because you knew one of those big guys were going to like, get knocked off. Real shame that Lucas Raymond isn't the finalist.
2: Yeah. No. Um,
0: because, like, that, that beginning and middle stretch of the year, he was uh, sensational. But it feels right that Z Grass is up there and more Seider is more Um Okay. Uh, Mystery RFA Pierre Engvall.
1: Bring him back. Bring him back. Was, yeah. Bring was, him back. My uh, Alex Lord. has been
0: waiting years for this Pierre Engvall. <laughs> <laughs> years.
1: Well, because he's had this – oh, it was just so frustrating where with Pierre, with Engvall, it's like he got – when he got that contract, things kind of dipped. And then, you know, when his spot in the lineup was up for grabs, things dipped. But I think this year, you know, from the beginning of the season, he had that set role. And it really didn't change for the most part, where it was you're on the third line with David Kampf and Ilya Mkaev, And that's it. Mm -hmm. you're you're on the PK, that's it.
2: Yeah. I really agree Uh, with that. Um, I think there was one time, I think Steve Dangle tweeted out that one night Pierre Engvall was playing, like he was out there playing for his life, that everything depended on it. And I think that he had that momentum, that energy that never really went away with him. And like this is the current Engvall we do have now in the top nine.
0: uh, Development is not a straight line, as, as Will once said to us. Uh, it's it's up and down. It's in all sorts of ways. Um, we talked about David Camp earlier. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. pretty safe Keep around. Like, what a what a Swiss Army knife type player. Um, Mitch Marner. I mean, yeah, he's coming back. He yeah. was great. He was great. Maybe still a bit more go than that attitude from him. I still I still think Marner took step forwards. I still think there is more for Mitch Marner in the playoffs, though. I'm not. It's not negativity Which for me here. But I still think there is something. From Mitch coming, that's just, just me. Uh, Tavares, yes. I I, I do listen, we have
1: to have this conversation about John Strip Tavares. him of
0: the captaincy. Um, I, just I, I, the don't
1: the, I don't have I don't I don't have the energy for it, and like I just think it's ridiculous. But whatever, that's just me. I didn't play hockey, so I'm not allowed to have an opinion on it. But uh,
0: um, uh, Austin Matthews is the MVP, so we can move on. For are, are
1: we sure Austin Matthews is coming back though?
0: Is that a thing? Are people saying that?
1: Well, I'm sure. Well, listen, everything exists on Twitter. So Uh, I'm sure it's out there. I don't know if you heard it on SDP. Apparently someone called him selfish for getting 60 goals.
0: uh, William Nylander. Okay, this is why I bring him Nylander. Uh, I don't don't know how I feel about William Nylander anymore. Uh, he, He was flying in game seven, but I just... I just wonder how much deeper the team can get, and I wonder about how how the money lines up for goaltending and all that. And I just, we know Dubas has been very loyal to the Big Four, but there's just something with Nylander. There, it just, there's always that question with him. And I just, I at least wanted to get your guys' thoughts because there's always that Nylander's an itch that never goes away sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think as a Neanderthal, as Anthony Stewart puts it, um,
0: <laughs> I can only imagine what he's saying today.
1: Uh, um, trade for Casper Um but <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, man, that, it's frustrating. He's huge frustrating. <laughs> I won't even lie. Um, like yeah, that it just sometimes it it just hurts to watch. And I love William neanderthal Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm I'm a William Nylander uh lover on the podcast. But yep, that one William that understand was understand. Yeah, William to stand. Okay. Question. Just don't
0: just don't be a, like the dream stands that are awful. <laughs> uh,
2: I think for me, I think he comes back. I still love that cap hit. I love what he brings to the team. Um great regular season, like amazing career high, almost a point per game player, but If you trade him, what are you going to replace him with, especially at that number right now? So I like where he's at in terms of age. And I think when we talk about Mitch Marner getting better, and for the criticism we gave him last year, I think Nylander has that potential as well to keep on getting better.
0: It's just (laughs) a... Just a frustrating player. Like n- never before. Uh, I it's think not
1: a it's not a skill thing, right? Like let's no, like no. it's not a skill thing. That's why I I do agree with the assessment that he can get better. And I don't necessarily think it's a skill thing that needs to happen for him to get better. Big decision making shake him. Yeah.
2: I it's the just, mental mental part of it. I think, uh,
0: yeah. Just like a... don't just don't be afraid to get hit and go into the battle. I don't care if you're down five nothing. Go, go into battle, Jesus! I, I, that really upset me. I'm not over that play. Um, I Muzzin, I thought was a lot better in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, just, just, that's just, so interesting. No one talked about that.
0: I mean, I wonder why. Uh, Morgan Riley. The narrative. Morgan Mr. Tessa Virtue Morgan Riley. Uh, no, he's
1: coming back. I I, I uh, give oh, that yeah, man a hug. oh yeah. Oh no, yeah.
2: Mr. Morgan Riley Virtue.
1: He, he needs I, a serious, hug
2: He needs to be the captain. I've said this I'm like I should
1: serious uh, We we have been, been
2: the
0: earliest advocates for per um Riley for cap. That's shot by the way. I'd copyright by the way. Riley, Captain Morgan? I don't think we can do that. <laughs> I think that's a little above. Uh, TJ Brody's good. He'll be back. I'm being very fair. Yeah. Is your an interesting one? Because it just... Uh, 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 you know, I, I just... I, I really feel... It feels right that he goes back to Calgary at some point.
2: Yeah. If he takes the Spezza deal, I'd do it. <sighs> Hometown guy. Played well, just, I, I think. I, think don't, had, you
1: know. I don't see where he fits on the team. If you want to develop Rasmus Sandin, he does not. Mark Giordano does not fit on this team unless he can play on the right side, which I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. I never. I have never in my goddamn
0: life. discussion with Leafs defenseman. <laughs> well, does mean, he play I,
2: the right side? I remember Alex. Remember, I'll <laughs> be like. Travis Derman will his future will depend on if he plays on the right side. And he I is. was right.
1: And now he's no longer a leaf. <laughs> oh God. That but, was uh, thank goodness
0: that finally happened, by the way. But,
1: yeah, I just I can't see him coming back. Like he won't get he won't get regular like he won't play every night. You have uh, to play Rasmus with Sandine.
0: How about Justin Hall? He's not up this year, but he's up the year after. Still at two I, million dollars and
2: I just, I don't know where his value is at right now for you to These trade are, him for anything. Right
0: handed defenseman with a modified no trade clause. I really, I,
1: I really think he, he comes back. I, I don't like, I get it. I understand why people are upset or were upset at Justin Hall. But ever since, other than the first, sorry, other than the first game he played in this series, I think he's looked more than, like, he's looked fine.
2: Uh, Labushkin is a UFA. Um, I'd love to have him back. I became a very big Labushkin fan this year. I, I thought he fit very well, mm-hmm. for what he was able to do. Um, you know, low cost for getting him, <laughs> by I still love Nick Ritchie, and I think he's just type of guy that I think they needed. If, I think that's fair.
1: If he that's doesn't, fair. if he doesn't come back, then they have to go and go out and get someone, Yulia Labushkin.
0: Someone uh, Labushkin, like some someone Bagosian, like uh, I mean,
2: twenty-seven. That's what I love about
1: it. That one hurts, Adam. That, um, that, twenty, that one, twenty-eight, 20, twenty. I'm sorry. That, that, I'm sorry. That was, that was low, low. Sorry. That was I'm low sorry.
0: Low. It's all Charles Barkley's fault for saying the Leafs were going to win. That's when you knew.
1: Um, I said, Sandy, too, I said it there too. I said it too. I said, don't say, don't say, just, don't say uh,
0: that. Game on to And He did not. His famous last words. Uh, I mean, Sandy and Wolligrin think for it, are for themselves, and I don't care about Rubens Hollowell. Crowell and Dahlstrom because they're the black aces. Um, Okay, obviously when it comes to the goaltending, the number one question is Michael Hutchinson. (laughs) Who is a UFA? He's coming back.
1: I put some serious money on Michael Hutcherson coming He has back. that playoff pedigree didn't he <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean he's been to the no I'm not I'm not gonna make a joke that he's been to the second round. I'm not gonna do it. Um Shalgren, no offense. I don't I don't care. Um
1: well he has another year so I guess he's coming he'll, back.
0: He'll either be the backup or he'll be third goalie again. I don't know or I don't know oh because he started the year as like fifth didn't he? I I don't know. Yeah. I, I just I just I don't, I don't care what about Jordan children.
1: Actually, um, I don't know if he started the year as fifth. I don't know if that's, I think he started the year well, third.
0: Yeah. Well, he's there and you're right. Daniel It is a great story. Shut out in this first game and all that. Um, Peter morazek he's not coming two, back. two years after this at a 3.8. He will be, he will be packaged with a pick and sent to Arizona. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, actually. No, because he has a 10 team, no trade list, which is, right. oh, 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 that's a, that is unfortunate. Um, then Jack 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 Campbell makes 1.65 right now. I am fat. He's 30 years old. I'm really interested to see what this contract looks like, if he's the guy. Or trade an and go get a really good goaltender like John Gibson. Or Robin Leather. Come on.
1: I want to be Connor, right about one of them. Or Connor Hellebuck.
0: Or Connor Halleb. Yeah. That's what yeah. you've
1: been saying. Um, yeah, Jack Campbell, I think, is the biggest mystery for me this, uh, this offseason. Um, like, uh, I'm, I'm really not sure what they do there. Um, I'm kind of – I'd like him to come back. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess I, – I don't know. The, the thing I have – I have trouble with um, kind of putting together – is that stretch between January and March because, okay, he got the COVID shutdown. Then there was this weird break and then he clearly was injured and then they rested him finally. So what I'm trying to figure out what was wrong in that break between the COVID shutdown and when we kind of, when he started to look like he was injured, Um, was he injured that entire time? I wouldn't put it past that it's just i don't know but you know i don't think he was the issue this series Mm -hmm. i like again if you're are we watching the same series at all um i'd like to bring him back but i i don't know what i i'd have a limit of what i bring him back at
2: i really feel like one team is going to offer him like five for five
1: and why is no. that the Dallas Stars? No. no
2: I don't know no. because No, like, no. Maybe we don't know because No.
1: Adam, you be- have way too much confidence in the we NHL. We don't know his like, have
0: Joe G- He's it's 30 years dangle. old.
2: He's 30 years old. Yeah. He's going to want, you know, what might be his last big contract or, you know, the big contract he's, he's been his only fighting one. he like he's been fighting for since 2010. And I like Jack Campbell. I'm not saying he's a bad goalie. I really did like him. He I, he really did change things around for me, especially after he did have a, I guess, change of heart since the World Juniors when he was a bit more too confident with things. Um, I like him, but I still think that he just peaks at a 1B. And if you do bring him back and you don't really fix anything with the backup situation or what you're going to do with there, I think it's just going to be a, the same thing over again. Fair enough. Um. I like to point Damn out they right. did they did try that with Murazik. I know they did. They tried to do it, but it just it didn't work. Anything so, else
0: on the Leafs, guys?
1: Huh.
2: I'm confident in this off season. Um, I did put that gif out there from it's the deleted scene in Days of Future Past that we need you to hope again, Professor X. Yeah. I I think that the core has learned a lot. They've gotten better with things. I think they, to a certain extent, we're gonna say. The overall thing of the first round exit narrative is still always going to be there, but yeah, I think to a certain degree the narrative has changed. Mm-hmm. Things are different. The core has gotten better. Most, mostly everyone's coming back, and the pieces that they were able to add, I think that they'll be able to bring back the guys that really showed they could be there for the long haul. Like, and again, I'm going to say Illyushkin. Alex.
1: Um, see I want to say what Daniel also said I but I just can't I don't have the energy today imagine I said it but Daniel said it or imagine what I said Daniel said
2: take your time Alex take your time you know we could talk about this little by little in the coming episodes but take your time I uh,
0: I just can't wait to have all this happen. I just can't wait to repeat the next year all over again I can't wait. Can't wait for the radio hits. Cannot wait another year of this. Okay, guys.
1: Let let me preview next season. Everything I said this year applies to next year. Nothing matters until April. That's why this season was extreme. I don't know if you guys found this season also extremely long, but this season was holy crap. Alex,
0: my my team finished last.
1: Yeah, no, I know. It was was bad. I but, but I watched every game Leafs. Uh, or I didn't watch every game, but I watched every time I watched the Leafs. I'm like, this doesn't matter.
0: It was a uh, the short off because of how condensed the past few seasons have been. It's been a very difficult like stretch for hockey fans. It'd be nice to just sort of enjoy the playoffs as we go. I wanted to say one thing. Um, I want to read the quote that was going around. Now, I think Luke Fox kind of radioed Sheldon Keith here. So from Terry Koshan, I'm going to read the full quote. Keefe, quote, we got a lot of respect in that handshake line from their team. It was a much different tone of respect on the other side from what we've experienced previously. We're earning respect in the league, but we're not in the respect game. We're in the winning game. I think that's a nice place to end it. I want to make fun of this. Um." But I think it's done plenty on Twitter. Um, I would, I would, I really would like to know where where Bruce Cassidy and Todorova and Ducharme just like, just like, like, like I get what he was saying, but like, what, what are you thinking, man? Um, okay, if
1: any other coach did it, it wouldn't get rigged on Twitter. That's
0: it's, it's like remember, we're not gonna have yeah, that discussion. It was, it was. Um, I, I really think Luke Fox not putting that second part. I think really. Really, really, um what a surprise. look bad. So uh, I, I didn't, I didn't like that from Luke Fox. He didn't put the full context.
1: Toronto media member screws Leafs. Mm-hmm. Toronto media member radios Leafs. Like this is yes. a daily occurrence, guys. So yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, this is ridiculous.
0: But I think that quote sort of describes perfectly. Um, no more of this respect, great. I mean, this is an insult. I just bumped my mic. the Ratch, please. I spent, like, the whole week. Like, Alex, I got out. Like, the whole series was like, Alex, you got this. The Leafs are good. And, like. <laughs> like
1: you got was, me. Game five, you got me. Was, you got after me game five, five.
0: like I, I like, I was you like, like Alex, Alex was there. I got him. And then you the Leafs just disappointed. And I had a bet with Will. That the Leafs were going to make it like deep, and then they've just completely—oh my god—they've just completely. My bracket's completely
2: broken.
1: I don't want to go to work tomorrow.
2: (laughs) I
0: chose them to win the cup. Well, that's on you. That's on. That's that's on on you. you. That's on you. That's on on you, you. my friend. Even
1: I said that was a stretch too far. I mean, I was super confident.
0: You didn't have the Wild going going deep, losers. Uh, uh, Freaking Minnesota, (laughs) you goofballs. Anyway, um, yeah, but I just. um, Listen, listen, listen. I get through the Leafs, but let's just at least now give proper time and credence to the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah, let's go. And not only Um, give two minutes to the Minnesota Wild and only talk about the goaltending despite – Okay, I'm going to – I've been holding back on this, okay? Listen, the Minnesota Wild. Okay.
2: We're tamed.
0: That's a good
1: one. That's a good one.
0: (laughs) Have you ever seen a picture of a shaved bear?
1: no it is the
0: most terrifying. they just I'm they just look sick Do do it do it it's it's awful it's awful the minnesota wild do you guys know what i named my bracket respect what? minnesota do you know what they did oh. forget the goaltending talbot was not the reason that if, if you only looked at that series and said do you know what oh my god they started talbot over flurry in game six
2: I you don't know what that, you're talking about. Way. I wish Sorry? I could search that, by the way. It looks like they look like it, the head looks like a goat without the. Yeah, floor.
0: it's weird. It's very strange. Okay. Why would
2: you do like just like one thing? Why would you shave a bear?
0: Uh, maybe if he had like a they need to like do surgery or something. Oh, it's okay. too hot. I, I don't know. The bears. Okay. Combined worst special teams, by the way, in these playoffs. Michael Russo. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Kevin Fiala is a fraud. Um, there's legit coaching issues here. Because all the depth they had, the overachievers completely disappeared. All these 20 goal scorers. If your name wasn't Ericsson Eck, who got hurt in that game, or Caprizov, you didn't exist. That second period was one of the worst periods I've seen all year. And the team I cheer for finished last and won eight games to start the first half of the year. I am so ashamed of the Minnesota Wild. And now, the Suter and Parise buyouts are now in full effect going into this offseason. They've completely dropped the ball. I am so ashamed of the Minnesota Wild. They've lost. The Blues are moving on. They won the events of sweep last year at the ends of Colorado. We will preview the second round a little later. I hate the Minnesota Wild. I can't.
2: Um, I For me, okay, so... Again, like writing for them on the Hockey Writers, you know, they endeared me, this team. I think I saw the vision of Bill Guerin there. I saw what Dean Edmondson could do there. But, and I mentioned to you guys too in the group chat that I think that, I guess, this current iteration of things, everybody not named Kirill Kaprasov have kind of peaked. Those guys that we really thought, you know, they're paying above their pay grade. I think the Ryan Hartman story was great. Somehow becomes a center late in his career and he's been able to be a good contributor i think a fan favorite as well i think he did finally find his place in the nhl Mm -hmm. but looking through this team i think the way they were built knowing that these cap penalties were going to happen for them i think they were just kind of riding on the fact that the momentum was still there but i don't think it is um you know, Kaprizov doesn't have the support I think other teams have. You know, Eriksson Ek, great. But he's not top tiered, like high-end guy. Kevin Fiala, I think that he did fool us this year in the regular season. Harry Houdini disappeared. Yes, and he didn't have it for him. Uh, their defense, you know, it was still solid but not amazing. Goaltending, I know it wasn't the whole story, but, you know, you didn't get the Stanley Cup winning Mark andre Fleury.
1: See, like, there there was – the depth was there, though, at one point. Like, that – I think that's what the frustrating part here is, is, you know, they had one, two, three. They had six 20-goal scores, including, including Kaprizov at 47, Hartman and Fiala in the 30s. Like, you had the – the you had the scoring depth there. And it didn't show up in the playoffs. And, I mean, last episode, I said that Kaprizov and Eriksson Ek had 10 of your 15 goals. And now today, it's 10 of your 16 goals. So I I just, I don't think that's, I I don't think that's good enough.
0: I'm going to read a portion of this Michael Russo tweet. Um, most of it, Alex has already sort of, sort of mentioned. So um, just to see how much of frauds they are. It's like Ben Simmons is a hockey team all of a sudden. Um, after a 2-1 series lead, the Minnesota Wild lose three in a row for the seventh early offseason since advancing passes. To the first round in 2015. Total no-shows for game six. On he was relentless. It was hilarious. As Alex mentioned, six 20-goal scores in the regular season, 16 in the series, 16 goals, 10 by Kaprizov and Eric Sinek, Largest um, off season question mark? Fiala zero goals, sixteen penalty minutes in the series. That's horrible. This man, this man. I I I'm ashamed of the Wild. I they've they've disappointed me. They've disappointed me. The Minnesota Wild. Um, banished to the shallow realm. Banished. I, I think it. this is
2: the opposite of the Leafs. Uh, last year and this year, I think when you look on the two series, I think with last year the Wild where when they lose to Vegas, mm-hmm. and everyone said like look, look at the hope. We have this team, you know, it's a different wild uh, kind of culture we have here now. And we have the guys that could win. And we're getting the most out of these guys that, you know, they were often miscast under other teams. And then we come into this series and it's like they reverted back to how they were three years ago.
1: So, you, Adam, you talked about coaching there. and I, I'm just going to double check real, real quick. But I believe... Dean Everson is actually oh no, never mind. He has a 3-year extension. I missed that. I was going to say he's up at the end of the year, but I missed the contract extension.
0: I guess the assistants are gone though. They're they're toast, kaput. Uh I, I I'm at, I'm out of Minnesota. I'm actually very upset. Um as well, I'm disappointed in the Washington Capitals. Um they had leads in the last 3 games of that series and blew every single one of them. Um First off, also Carter for Hage, I think, was the most valuable Panther in that series. Like, like no, seriously, um, I swear. I let me just quickly check something um, because, first off, that's a big thing, uh, big story here, and we're gonna preview the battle of of uh, Florida that's gonna be the rematch in the second round. First time since nineteen ninety six, the Panthers win a series. Barkoff, um, by the way, really needed that goal in, in um, I think, it was game six that he scored. Anyway, um, just a. I'm really happy for the Panthers. Um, Like, honestly, they do need to figure out the power play because I believe they are now, I think it's 0 for 17 on the power play. Um, But, I mean, what's next for Washington?
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I I, I, I think it's going to be the same because I think you look at, um, you know, we have the same thing with, to have the same conversation with, the Penguins and Crosby, where, well, what do you do while you still have Sid on your team? And usually usually the answer is, well, you, you can't rebuild while you have Sidney Crosby on your team. And I think very much the same applies here. I think they're going to run it back with, for the most part, the same group of guys. Now, maybe they're going to figure out their goaltending. Um, and, like, I, I think Samsonov was –
0: until game 6 he was all right but then game 6 wasn't amazing.
1: Yeah. And that's where like you you have to figure out your goaltender. Um and I think that's something they they'll do they'll do this off season. But other than that I don't think they're rebuilding. I think they'll run it back with the same core guys for the most part.
2: I think they have to because you look at the extensions they have to all of those veteran guys. You kind of mm-hmm. have to Keep going with it, not just for Ovechkin, but just the way everything is kind of structured there. You're going to have to go with more or less the same type of guys. I think like TJ Oshie there is signed forever. And there's other guys like Tom Wilson, uh, John Carlson. We think about all these guys at extensions, Kuznetsov. Um, These are guys that I think that they're going to do it again, try to get the most out of these guys and say, hey, we still had that. Championship pedigree a while ago. Let's try to rekindle it. Haven't won a series since that I'm, cup.
0: By the way, did
1: you guys. Sure. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go,
0: go. No, no, go. I was just going to ask. Did you guys see the big Nicholas Backstrom stuff from today?
1: No. No,
0: what happened there? So Frank Saravelli quote tweeted a Stephen Wino tweet. Nick Backstrom quote: "The hip's not going to be 100 percent." There's something. Um, that's something we all know. Some days are good. Some days are are less good. That's just life. And then Saravelli um, Says Nick Backstrom tells reporters today he has some decisions to make and nothing is finalized, but hints that hip injury may not be something he can consistently manage moving forward.
1: Right, that, that'll which be a problem.
0: Is, uh, which is uh, Backstrom without the Caps without Backstrom is just um, that's like the Penguins of no Malkin.
1: Yeah, um, I, I will say, Daniel, you did bring up Tom Wilson there. I'm not excusing what happened in um, game one. in the last two games oh, okay, yeah. with the blown leads but I do think having Tom Wilson like this is Tom Wilson's game. Yeah. come April this is Tom Wilson's game I, and I think I mean he played a full minutes 31 in this series I did I do think he has a much bigger impact on this series if he's playing
0: obviously he he's on their top pair most days right he's right tom wilson there's a reason he got that contract it was how good he was in in their cup run also um you know who didn't have a great game six um the Ferivari john carlson pairing i think they were on on the ice for every single goal against faravari i thought was like an under talked about rookie this year thought he was decent um but um the man needs to uh, the man needs to keep going and I yeah, I think Sammy, I think Sansanov is up this year. like I think he has Arbrights, but I don't know how strong that case is gonna be. Um, I, I think this is probably the last true hurrah of the Washington Capitals. I don't even know if they're gonna there's so many questions with them in Boston going forward. Um, but I, I I don't think you're gonna see such a gap in the Eastern Conference next year like you did this season, no. especially if the like the, like the devils can get a damn goaltender. That'd be nice. And the Sabres might be some sort of factor. So we'll see, but uh, it's sad. And another postseason goes by without Ovechkin scoring in overtime. And I'm going to be uh,
2: so,
0: so sad mad sad. about that. So mad about that. i um, take a bite of a gummy fish I have here. Great. I love gummies. Um, just a shame. Uh, just a shame. I'll tell you what's not a shame. The Bruins getting eliminated. Um, so Max Domi turned into Wayne Gretzky for a game. Um, and the Bruins are done. Um, so we look at them. Patrice Bergeron is a question. Um,
2: Those hugs he gave to everybody after game, the game. Uh, it makes you wonder, right?
0: I, I wonder if it really is. That's it. That's we're, we're not going to entertain the Montreal conversation, but I, um, it at least feels like to me that that's it for Pat. Unfortunately, like a hell of a career here. the Selkie this year. If not, then that's dumb. But
1: Will the Selke.
2: He Did everything he could, I think.
0: Uh, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think. Um. I think. Well, I remember earlier this year because they were talking about it, uh, and and it just seems like it's Austin or yeah, he's done, and and it's like if he's done now, like. I, I like you had a great career, man. Like there, there's literally nothing to be upset about if this is it uh, for Patrice Bergeron.
0: It is. A, that's the conversation I would be very upset to have. Is when Patrice Bergeron retires, because I mean, legitimately, I saw there were some hot takes going around that you know what he was a disappointing brew, and that was like I'm not even gonna bother what? giving this. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he wrote it um, because I thought it was just uh, wrong, just wrong. But you know, in Carolina. Who was it? I'm not saying. I'm not even, I'm not going to. Okay. No. It just doesn't me deserve after. any attention.
1: Can you tell me after.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Carolina, though, um, they break through. They beat the Bruins, which is massive. Uh, still need to go a little deeper here, and they're going to be paced, like facing the winner of Washington Pitt. not Washington. I saw. <laughs> I'm looking at the notes. I see Pittsburgh, New York, and the preview we're going to talk about in a second. They're going to face the winners of those guys. But um, I love that they get past the Bruins. With that goaltending situation, um, with Brad Marchand causing all the shenanigans he can, uh, it's it's hard to root for Tony D'Angelo, But um, but the Carolina Hurricanes are moving on,
2: guys.
1: They yeah, sure. uh, pardon?
2: I mean, not really. I I chose them in Game Seven, so they they were able to do it.
1: I, I think. Well, again, like if you look at um, or to me, it seemed like there was the game. I, I was a Game Five. I believe, where Boston just got in their head, it seemed like. Um, And what they did a really good job at was saying, no, get out of my head and just moving forward and playing like the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Because they're right. I think I said it last step, or we were talking about last episode. They're the better team on paper
0: what carolina did i saw some people describe it as like the perfects or the game seven like carolina always knows a very grindy team to play against because their defensive structure and that's exactly what it was um like i i would really 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 like to see a more high-powered offense team end up playing carolina to see what that would be like um and yeah, that means one of the Florida teams that they still have another series to get through. But I'm really, really excited to see what Carolina can go through. As bitter as I am towards that organization, uh, anything else on Boston or Carolina we can talk about?
1: Uh, not so be. much Carolina, but I, I think with Boston, that if Bergeron does decide to retire, there's going to be some changes. I, mean, I think uh, that are going to happen because they don't necessarily. Like, Again, like they just need a center. They just need a top line center, like like, And that's Kadri. Even, like.
0: Cadre. Uh... Yeah. Oh, he said Patrick. I'm like, don't no with Patrick. <sighs> no, no, Cadre. Ka-
1: God, I hate Where, to play against that uh, four like, six... times a year.
2: And seven. Jake and the, the goes to uh, Colorado for the negotiating rights. No, no,
0: no, and they can't no. They can together. Absolutely not. Um, oh, my God. That would be a very dirty one. But, you know, I mean, um, I mean it's not better than Boston. You still got knock. Who knows how much longer Brad Marchand's going to be at the top of his game. Probably yeah, probably but
1: the, 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 the thing – without
0: Pat there.
1: It's you know. not it's, – it's the thing of um, if you look at Vegas, cool, you can have the best wingers and you can have some of the best wingers in the game. Yeah. But what killed them was they didn't have – any center depth.
0: So just just what I mean is at least they, they're not completely right. – it's not like the Caps where it's just yeah. like Anthony Mantha's is good, but it's just all their other core pieces are dinosaurs. Oh,
1: 100%. I think um, it,
2: it yeah. just – if he does retire, I think it does destabilize the Bruins to a certain extent because – Oh, they're, they're not good see, anymore if without see, Pat. I don't see anyone as leadership material the same yeah. level he was on that team right now.
0: You disrespecting
2: Craig Smith? I, <laughs> or Nick Foligno. You know, I think that's a that captain of the past.
1: I, I think that's a good point, though, <laughs> Daniel. I think now, because obviously, the last few years we've seen crew uh, go, Chara go, Krejci go. Now we might see Bergeron go. What this is going to really test, and what I think I've been talking about with this team and uh, with the Bruins and with the Lightning <clears throat> for a few years now, is it's really going to test the 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 group of players they have in that room in terms of leadership, because if you look at the best teams, not just in hockey, I think across sports, there's yes, there's the captain per se, but there's a group of leaders in that room. Um, And I think it's, we're going to find out who the next group of leaders will be in that room.
0: The Edmonton Oilers winning game seven. I finally got a series right guys. Um, they proved me wrong. The, um, do you guys know what um McDavid was on the ice? You know what the shot attempts were, apparently. All of them 40 or 40 Euler attempts at five on five with McDavid on the ice. Wow. McDavid alone, guys. Um I again, this is not salt in the wound. I think McDavid just took the crown back. That effort. In that game was incredible. A uh, Shout out to Leon Dryside as well, who is Injured. hobbling and is still one of the best players on the ice. Um, sorry, Phil. Love you, buddy. Sorry to see you go. Like, it, Good for the Kings. Just, we'll talk about them in a second here. But, um, rec, cool. I just, a few little things here, and then I'll throw it to you guys. First off, I'm happy for Zach Hyman. Um, cause just what a great dude. Um, Connor's obviously great. Um, do, I put good for Hyman twice on my notes cause I'm an idiot. Uh, obviously it's good for the lead that McDavid can go deep. Like if you're not reading for McDavid to win playoff rounds, get out. Um, and Brett Kulak apparently has a kid now. Love you, Brett. Good to see you moving on. If the stars do not win tonight. Sorry. If, if, the, if the flames do not beat the stars and we don't get battle of Alberta, I will never forgive the Calgary Flames. I will never do it. Um, but guys, McDavid is moving on. It's great it to see.
2: What This was the game that I think we've talked about before that will define the Oilers for this season because we always talked about the core that was there and that with the exception of those star guys, like, do the other guys really want it? And for me, I think they really did show it. Like McDavid, I think just, you know, he had the uh the gold star with him the whole game. That he just a whole nother level and every other guy kinda able to contribute Like I hate to say, like Evander Kane had a good series. I hate to say that.
0: Yeah, I hate this yeah. But
2: yeah, I think they were able to rally from those early losses, and that was compared to something that we didn't see last season. So it is for them when we as much as we talk change narratives, I think it's it is changed for the oilers on the king's side of things. Um I don't think it was a disappointment i think it was a good showing of despite the age and of the young talent coming in in a certain sense the kings are back
1: alex uh with, with the oilers honestly maybe i was um over it too much but I, I thought i thought after game six i thought they had a game seven win i think winning that game without your best defenseman in the lineup in a, in, with a with a defense that I'm not particularly a fan of. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and with the with yeah, and Mike Smith's been good this I guess the series. Um, but I think winning your, that game and the performance that McDavid uh, put on, I thought they, I thought game seven was a win. Uh, for the Oilers, and they proved me right.
0: Um, I want to say, I, I I forgot to double check this, but do you know who I believe has the game-winning goal in that series?
1: Who is that?
0: I believe it's Cody Cece.
1: Oh lord!
0: <laughs> is, which, which is unfortunate. Um, friend of the show, Fred, not a friend of it. We do not know him. We not we do not know him. Um but we know you, he's a nice guy. We, Hmm. Indeed. Uh, we are going to talk about Tampa a little later because I wanted to bring up another former Sen uh, when we do talk about them. Um, but yeah, LA, um, good for them. Doing all of this without doubt, he was exceptional. And uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, Sean yeah. Dirzy, Alan Klein.
1: Alan Walshkind. There's clear signs of the young guys um, taking steps. I, I think this is just a start. For the LA Kings, to be honest, and I still don't think we've seen all their young guys. So I feel like next season we're going to see even um, see even more, and I think they're going to take uh, even more steps.
0: And uh, officially, that's the end for Dustin Brown, which is a shame. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's uh, into the sunset. Into he the sunset. The uh,
2: picture of him holding the cup as captain. That was good.
0: Yeah, yeah. that was good. So I realized the other day. No one should be surprised that he's retiring. Do you know why? So don't ask why I've watched this, but there's an episode of Hockey Wives. And I remember this vividly where his wife actually said, so he's just signed a big contract. And at the end of it, he's definitely retiring. Uh, that clogged into my memory the other day. So it's so obviously was a, was a family decision, um, but it, it go back. Cause I think his wife's like a big part of the first episode, like first season of Hockey Wives. I can't remember her name. I feel horrible. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, it was said all the way back then that this was going to
2: be the end. So uh, there you go. Adam, you know what I love about that? That's what? some solid investigative journalism right there.
0: I uh, I try. I try. You know, there's a season when Angela Price is on it, and I want to go back and watch it just to try and get as much carry as possible. He's he's fishing in one episode. Just just God, I love that, man. Oh, please don't retire unless you need to. Uh, bring him back. Do what's ah. best? Just... Just even if you're retiring, bring him back in some facet, please. Oh, God, uh, make him a goalie coach or something, just make him a consultant. I don't care, or just live streaming and fishing in Vancouver. I don't care. Um, okay, the Dallas Stars
2: have better forced a game seven and they better not win.
0: Oh, Jason Robertson, uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Jason Robertson has a uh, has, has started scoring a little bit so that's very good to see oh yeah don't you dare pull a Minnesota Calgary oh I will I will actually lose it on you Um, I wanted to bring up one thing quickly about this series Um, did you guys see the Nikita Zadorov stuff on his hit on Luke Glendening
2: that was a weird hit by the way did you see how Glendening landed it was awkward yeah
0: so we're going to read you a pair of tweets from player safety Mm. One of two after thoroughly reviewing all available video and f- following a telephone hearing today, the department of player safety has determined that there will be no supplemental discipline assessed to Calgary's Nikita Zadorov for his hit against Dallas, Luke Glenden and Dallas's Luke That's not the bad part. Money you listen to this next part. Two out of two. While there was a significant, nah, while there was significant head contact on this play, Zdorov took a proper angle of approach, did not extend outwards or upward and hit through Glenn Denning's core. Therefore, through Glenn under,
1: Denning's
0: head. I said, yeah, well, listen. they say core. Oh, don't, don't worry, Alex, this is the good part. Therefore, under rule 48.1, the head contact was deemed unavoidable. I will repeat that the head contact was determined to be unavoidable. I have no words for player safety. Unavoidable. I'm not tall really sure what players, that
1: means.
0: Tall players need to stop that. They need to be held accountable. This is such bullcrap. See, I I'm, don't throw the hit.
1: I'm watching. I don't really understand how it's un- unavoid- unavoidable, though. Like, it's to me. I'm watching the. I was just watching the replay again, um, and, and to me, it seemed like he went right through his head. Like, yes. So, let's be frank. The principal point of contact, I thought, clearly w- was his head, but even his approach it's not uh It's not like Luke Glendenning uh significantly changed elevation. like his head was uh, they, he was going in, and Luke Glendenning was also going in, but it's not like Luke Glendenning went down. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which like he literally was at the same level. I'm a little confused at what what the Department of Player safety is. Um, trying to get at
0: unavoidable, unavoidable. What an awful league!
1: That one was mind blowing.
0: I hate them, I hate them all so much. Um, but win Calgary, please, please. Jake onger by the way, did you see that on Calgary Flames, like their Twitter? This or there on um, the Flames, like Reddit account or Reddit page, they've been like posting, like, which sorcery stuff to try and make jake ottinger not play as well
1: so i say that again okay let so me find this like,
0: yeah, was- yeah no hold on let me i said this to will the other day let me try and find this so i love reddit reddit's a fun place um i don't remember if i said this to him on twitter or no it was on twitter okay give me a second here uh because i don't want to close this emily Kaplan tweet i have open here because Apparently, uh, Crosby doesn't have a concussion, but oh, yeah, she reported that uh, that he that he that he did. So I, I was feel just going like, to read.
1: That's why I got I distracted.
0: Like, I, feel I, like Sydney things, though, I feel like
1: Sidney Crosby's.
0: I feel like Sidney Crosby's definitely playing with a concussion tonight. By the way, um, oh here it is. The Calgary Flames subreddit has been attempting to summon a demon to help them curse and defeat the Dallas Stars. Nice. And and there's just like cursed Teletubby stuff. There's a, a sign with some dialect. Um, you know, that, that, that meme about like when the astronauts holding the gun to the head and it's like, are so beautiful. And it was like, it always is it's stuff. And it's like the, like the Calgary flames logo in the middle of like a, some sort of circle of, of, st- I, 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 I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it's a cult always has been. It's, it's very crazy. It's very, it's um, magic with a K we could call it. Um, that's, that's the uh, Flames Reddit account or subreddit right now. It's been that kind of thing. So uh, Reddit is not for the faint of heart. No. Um, okay. So my prediction of the New York Rangers getting swept is obviously not coming true. And the Penguins winning and making it all the way to the finals is very much in doubt right now as well for me. Uh, so first off, the Penguins are being held together by duct tape and bubblegum right now. I think Raquel's a game time decision. Jari's apparently playing, but this is his first game in how long, Evgeny Malkin is definitely hurt right now. Um, and Sidney Crosby initially, let me read this first tweet. This is Emily Kaplan on May 13th. As I reported on the point, multiple sources have confirmed Sidney Crosby has a concussion. Obviously a positive sign he skated this morning, but given the nature of head injuries, it's unfair to speculate he, uh, when he may return. Then five minutes ago, Frank Saravelli sources, Sidney Crosby game time decision was not diagnosed with a concussion. There was some initial concern with the headache after game five that might be the case he was tested negative result nothing further developed and belief uh he remains uh belief is he remained symptom free um okay i i i'm not a doctor so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything there um but there is no quitting in new york they come back in game five they come back in game six And now they force a game seven tonight. I don't want to say they have momentum because it's just kind of been slog fests. Um, And also that Rodriguez penalty will be haunting uh, Jay Fresh for a long time, which is really funny. Um, Game seven, Pittsburgh, New York. Who are we taking? I'm going to see the New York Rangers.
1: Uh, Interesting. No, I, I have, I think it's kind of... I think New York should win this game with all, like, considering everything um, that's going on on the other side of the aisle. Um, I think New York should win this game. It's just a matter of you have to make sure that the team in front of Igor Shosturkin or the defense in front of Igor Shosturkin is like you know good because it, exactly. sometimes it, it's leaked um and 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 that's when it's become a problem and you can't let that happen especially if Crosby is playing and the thing is if he's playing hurt and malkin's also playing her and jari my guess might also be playing her a little bit too um i say i think i want to say like you kind of have to take advantage of that a little bit mm-hmm. um, and i think be just because they're playing hurt, i think you have a bit of an advantage In that sense, too, and I know know the players I'm talking about are top, top tier, but, like, again, I really think this is in the Rangers' favor.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I think that all the injuries that have happened is a narrative that has kind of fit them so well in this era. They've battled through it. Um, They've been able to find wins despite it. And I don't know. There's just something about, I think there's something different with this team right now, the way they've been battling, the way they've been able to kind of go around the injuries and still find consistency. I don't think this is the same team that have been swept the last two years. I think they have what it takes. I don't, again, like, I'm not saying the Rangers are a bad team. I just don't think they're a... High, like they're at, they're not at their potential as of yet, of having consistency all along the lines. Um, I still believe in Pittsburgh, so I think it's gonna. They're gonna take Game Seven.
0: Fair enough. Okay.
2: Don't tell me Here's what we're gonna listen to. This, of course.
0: Here's what we know so far: the second round, St. Louis, Colorado. Uh, I, I think Colorado, even as better as St. Louis are, I still have Colorado in that series. To be honest, um. And a rematch of the Battle of Florida from last year. I'm very excited for this. Um, I just wanted to, to read some stuff about, to give Tampa credit here because they were, they won the series and they're obviously, I hate them. Uh, we all do. Um, but a little snippet about the man, the myth, the legend, my man, Corey Perry. Corey Perry, this is from Eric Stevens. Corey Perry is going to be playing his 10th playoff series since being bought out by the Ducks. I'm sorry. I still love you all. Obviously, makes to the finals with Dallas, with Montreal, and so far has won with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I'm very happy for him. Uh, beside that, um, obviously, Vasilevsky in Game 7 was the Iceman. Uh, Nick Paul, who scored both the goals in Game 7. Uh, Nick Paul does it all. The saying. Uh, They won the Spetsa deal, obviously. Uh, Nick Paul was a tremendous deadline pickup, scoring both the goals for Tampa Bay. That line was really good. Uh, Leaned upon a lot because Braden Point got hurt last night. Uh, He was basically the reaction shot for any time something happened to do with the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. It's pretty sad. Um, So Nikita Kucherov might be hurt, or he's lazy. Uh, Braden Point's hurt. Ben Sherrod is banged up. Aaron Ekblad is definitely hurt. Um, Again, the Panthers are 0 for 17 in their power play. Um, but I think anything against the Capitals is going to disappear when they go against the team that beat them last year and Ben Chirac going up against the team that beat him last year in the finals as well.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be definitely a different series from what we saw last year. Um, the Panthers have reloaded, they've added, they've traded, they've mortgaged their, not really their future, but they've. Traded a lot to get what they needed to go right now. And I think this is also going to go to a game seven. Um, I think both teams are going to battle through injuries. Um, Something I wanted to point out before is I think the way Braden point was injured and the way Nick Paul is able to take up the minutes. I think it's just another credit to Julian Breezeball the way he's been able to just rebuild that third line of these guys that could play anywhere in the lineup and in any situation. And I think for the Panthers right now, um, we talk about momentum, you know, 1996 to 2022. I think that's enough momentum for them right now with the core they have to try to make this the best run they can.
1: And that's why Julian Riesbaugh will be general manager of the year.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Okay. Barbecue as well, by the way. Go ahead. Wait, we say, you know, we say a lot of players look great in suits. Julian you actually looks great in a suit too? Yeah, well tailored.
0: It wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, man <laughs> looks so good.
2: Shots of him. Yeah,
0: man. Look, I mean, yeah, he looked great. Uh, he looked great, and he was uh, he was happy Popped last night. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Uh, Barbecue Bruce is back. Um, the Canucks are bringing Bruce Boudreaux back next year they said. So it doesn't look like they've sort of worked on the three fully, like a full contract long term. Uh, of course, a lot of the thing, like to do Jim Rutherford saying that Boudreau obviously didn't coach a full season. Um, sort of a shame they didn't go out and get Barry Tross but you know, I think Boudreau definitely deserves a, a chance. He did good work with the Canucks, so I'm happy for him.
1: So when Rutherford made those comments, I saw like there was a lot of... Um... I guess, hate going that way in terms of what he said. And sure, I maybe it was a bit harsh, but again, he's a tenured NHL general manager. I, I don't know what else uh, you expect. But I do think the comment, the, 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 the idea behind those comments, I think, um, are fair. Like, I think you're right. He did not coach a full, a full season with the Canucks. And I think you have to see what... You have like who knows what this offseason is going to be for the Vancouver Canucks. I think there's a lot of questions, and I think if you give Bruce that or Boudreau that team for training camp, and you let him go through that entire season, it gives you a better uh, better idea of what you have with Bruce Boudreau with that core of Pedersen, Hughes, um, Demko, and if you want to include uh, J.T. Miller in there too, if he's still a Canuck by the start of next season.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and finally, what though to do with Montreal. Um. They have made seemingly a very good hire to start building up their analytics department. <laughs> Christopher Boucher. Um, not the Chris Boucher formerly off the Raptors bench. <sighs> that's
1: um, what I was going to say.
0: But this Christopher Boucher is from apparently the Montreal area.
2: Um, like Chris Boucher,
0: yes. Yeah. So that's how funny it is. So apparently this gentleman is was one of like the founders of sports lo- sports logic so when it comes to analytics and hockey this guy was ahead of his time uh he's been working with the sharks as a scout and they didn't really get to build up their analytics environment this is all from an article in the athletic by mark antoine um by the way so go check that out uh, it's a very short good little piece and apparently a lot to do with maybe his leaving uh maybe had to do with doug wilson uh actually stepping away from uh, from the sharks Uh, So it seems to be a Kent Hughes doesn't miss gentlemen. Kent Hughes doesn't miss Um, as we all know. Great guy. Love him. Um, Just, just that. What a a man, what a man. Um, But seriously, um, the Habs are looking to actually build up an analytical department, not just use the spare screwdrivers. We like to say, Um, and yeah, it seems like they've got a good guy. Get the guys on base. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Guys on base, analytics, and all that. Yeah, again, it's not something new. It's just information. Apparently, one of the biggest things is he's good at actually talking to people about the numbers, which um, you know is important because then otherwise you have guys like. Uh, Paul Fenton, who's like, ah, analytics, I want to listen to you. And then he gets fired because he was bad at his job.
1: That's actually a really underrated part of analytics. I don't yeah. think anyone talks about that. I think See, a lot of people just say, blah, 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 analytics, and then they go, I don't understand it. Well, yeah, because it's like telling someone who's never watched hockey to analyze hockey and then just assume that they'll figure it out. Like, no, you have to explain why this is like this. When I went to go, When I went to go watch a game with Mike, he, he literally word for word explained to me something about Morgan Riley and the way he he skates. Yeah. If I didn't know if I, I just stared at Morgan Riley for 60 minutes, I wouldn't pick up on that. So you can hand me expected goals above average or whatever, but that means nothing to me. It's just a number.
0: Mike is a uh, Mike, by the way, is really, really I know we rip him, but he's a he's a very good friend of ours. He's a uh, he's actually very good at breaking down just, like, the way players move in that. Um, it's something that I think we, as people who never played the game, like, often a lot of that stuff's, like, people rip, I and play the game, but legit, there's stuff that we can't pick up on. Mike's really good. He, I had a discussion with him once about sort of, like, the, the strengths and that about a left-handed BD playing on one side and right-handed. And instead of just, you know, the better pass options, he actually really went in depth, um, like, went into depth with it. Went into depth with it. Went into depth with me on it, and it was really, really, um, really interesting. Don't, don't give him too many compliments. Cut this out, Alex. Don't let him listen to it. Uh, just kidding, Mike. Love you. Um, but yeah, good for the abs. Um, yeah, like I like Dom. Like Dom positions is, I think, is pretty good at making it easy to understand. But his player cards are still kind of like I need you to dumb it down. I don't know what all this means. What's this GSBa right. stuff? I'm oh, dumb, dumb. No, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, good. That's it. Um, next time, I think when is the second round starting? Like maybe Tuesday? Um,
1: that's a great question. Probably Tuesday or Wednesday.
2: I hope later in the week. Oh, yes. Uh, I will be here Wednesday for the episode, but Sunday next week, I will be in Calgary and be unfortunately unable to record for you guys. Hopefully, I go to the Flames game. That'd be cool. Pictures for you guys from there.
1: That would be cool.
2: If they win, they got to win tonight. <laughs> they better. Then they that, better. like, That's a section of my vacation that, like, it's actually depending on tonight.
0: So de- depending on when the schedule is, we're either going to talk about the start of the second round or we're doing a second round preview. Um, yes, the Habs and leaves are both gone, so we're going to have a lot of – we're going to be lying on their content.
2: All right. So Alex, they fire Alex, who's people. your team right now?
1: I don't I don't do that. Okay. Sorry, guys. Adam, who's your team right now? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know people ask that. I don't do yeah. that.
2: Daniel,
0: um, my username for a few days was Kale McCarr for Consmite. So mm. you know, I'm kind of a big, I'm kind of a big uh, Colorado guy. I, mean, I might right
1: I go for the Nazim Kadri there.
2: I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, sure. yeah.
1: I'll watch the games. I just, I don't, I can't, I can't. I don't know how to do that. I never, I never just see how it is. Yeah. Well, the That's Blue
2: it. Jays. Okay, Adam's t- Alex's team is the are the Blue Jays. Sure. Difference for sport
0: but okay yeah. sure okay we've gone for a while so that's it um it's hot it's hot oh i'm sweating it's hot. okay um thanks for listening check out all the links in the descriptions and uh, check out the youtube version to see all our beautiful faces um or the pain in alex's face as he talks about the maple leaves the pain. um or later in the show as i'm eating gummy fish I love gummies. I may have sworn there. I may have, uh, something may have come out there. All right. Whoops. Uh, sorry, Alex. Right at the end. Uh, thank you for listening and check out the TikTok um, and go get some gummies. Gummy worms. You put them in some vanilla ice cream. You ever do like when you are a kid and going like Montana's and now they live in the ice cream with the gummy worms? It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. All right. I'm going to try and get Alex to think about that and not that we yesterday. to it's at the end, so it'll be easy to. Process. Yeah, that's a, no big deal. Thanks, guys. It's just gummies do that to you, know what I mean? Anyway, Etsy, before we go, you know what's you know what's funny? The what? Big Apple, like the tourist spot. <laughs> Alex's head is <laughs> in, his, in his hand. The, the, the tourist spot, right? That's between. I think it's that's outside of Coburg or Coburg, one of Yeah, them. Coburg. Um, yeah. I'm conf- I'm. I bet they're just the same place, and it's, just, it's messing with everyone. Um, home of a uh, of crypto lover Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Uh, anyway. Um, so, we stopped there on the way yesterday to see the go- to, like to go see the grandparents. Uh, apparently, there's like a little dog park there. So we like took because we brought one of our dogs with us, and so you know, dog- Tupson's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know there's a petting zoo, but like the entrance was closed. And I'm just like looking outside the gate to see if there are some animals, and it was like all empty except I saw the back end of a pig, and it was a big like it was a big pig. So. I just love animals. Like, I love pigs. Cute little chunky boys. So if you're near the Big Apple, not New York. Forget New York. I'm sure they have pigs in New York. But, like, there is a really, really big pig at the Big Apple. So everyone, go and see that big pig. (laughs) That's everything. Goodbye.